Welcome to, like, the TB Toycast. If you play with toys, you will score. <laughs> yeah, yeah, toys are cool, like fire, fire. <laughs> you won't score, Beavis. You're too much of a butt monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, butthead. I'll play with all the toys, then I'm definitely gonna score. <laughs> <laughs> toys are cool, Beavis. A big toy collection gets you all the chicks. And if you, like, listen to the TB Toycast, you will definitely score. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't wait to score. <laughs> Everyone will score but you, Beavis. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, butthead. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time once again for the TV Toy Cast. My name is Brian, and joining me as always on this adventure down the toy aisle is my pal Jeff. Jeff, it is episode 119. Are you ready to talk some toys? I am ready to talk these karate fighters. Yes. So WMAC Masters is what we're discussing today. There's only two waves. Um, there's actually a, a gentleman um, that wrote a book called quest for the dragon star and i explained i explained the show formula a little bit to you last week but um yeah wmac masters it is a pretty unique line i never have seen a figure of it anywhere since like you know at any vintage toy store they only made like nine figures total but dude i was all about these i i have a background in martial arts my dad has taught for many years so when this show hit you know tv it was like martial arts mixed with pro wrestling so i was in um it seemed awesome it just didn't didn't quite catch on wait a second we're not talking karate fighters that sponsored survivor series 97 uh no we are not i'm sorry oh no uh you may have to uh do ad lib through the rest of the show while i study up on these wmac masters did you study the wrong thing <laughs> no nah, i did i'm just joking it's <laughs> <laughs> like i was like that's an honest mistake though <laughs> Karate Fighters was all over WWE back in the mid '90s, so Dude, that those commercials legit worked because I wanted those Karate Fighter sets after seeing those. Okay, so truth be told, I was about when those started hitting the WWE or WWF uh, sponsorships for pay per views. I'm 15, 16 years old, and I still wanted those. I was like, I I don't need these, but I want these now because you see so many commercials between Raw between the pay-per-views you would see so many commercials for remember karate. the tournaments they did yes yes They're like sunny cheated she put gum on it <laughs> <laughs> now oh dude those yeah. were those were those were fun we me and daniel cross actually covered those several several episodes back mm-hmm. i don't even remember what episode but it was they were a lot of fun so uh wmac masters although not the same thing relatively similar um i don't know if i talked about this last week or not but in an episode of something to wrestle with bruce pritchard he talked about a pitch that they had in 1994 called WMAF, the World Martial Arts Federation. And essentially, like, it was going to be mar- real martial artists giving characters and they do a show. But none of these martial artists who were big stars in karate, I guess, you know, like Chuck Norris and is who they were looking at, were like, yeah, I'm not losing to this guy. Like, basically, I'm not going to put that guy over. Right. And so they had to find like lower tier guys and stuff, but um, that was the pitch that they ended up not doing because of the failed 
World Bodybuilding Federation. So oddly enough, this could have been in some way associated with the WWF in the, in the 90s, but it wasn't. It was its own thing. I thought the WWF was great. That's it, Dude, I remember watching clips of that and ha- had no idea it was owned by Vince. I mean, I didn't know who <laughs> Vince was. As, I didn't know he was the owner. Right. But I, I, I remember seeing like the shows and stuff like after Superstars and mm-hmm. on Saturdays. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, What did Brett say? I think Brett said that they used to get crates and crates and pallets of the protein stuff and he said all Ico taste- pro Ico pro and he said it tasted gross and nasty and he's like i still i think i still have a bunch of that stuff somewhere <laughs> well here's a bray wyatt story for you i don't know if i've told this on the show or not but him and uh bo dallas were talking one time at fcw or nxt that they were in the basement and they found a whole bunch of Ico pro you know from irs their dad yeah and we, we the thing was what was so weird about it is none of us really knew what it was. Was it a drink mix? Was it a pill? Was it like an energy supplement? Like no one really knew what IcoPro was, which is very odd for right. a for a supplement because normally like you're always trying to pitch and you know, I'm sure you've taken supplements and proteins and all that stuff. Like you really want to like make it good while also not tasting horrible, which is the trick. Uh-huh. And and I guess he said it was one of these, like the most horrible tasting. And granted, it was old, but he said it was like the most horrible tasting thing that you could imagine. <laughs> That's like chewing the bubble gum off the baseball cards that you used to get in the wax packs back in the 80s off the tops. That couldn't have been sanitary. Oh, no. I well, mean... I, I've watched some podcasts. Okay. We kind of talked about that, but I've watched some podcast clips, I should say, that do Instagram reels and TikToks. Anyways, I've seen a lot of guys that were opening up wax packs from the 80s nowadays. And popping the gum in their mouth. And I'm like, that is, that can't be sanitary. You just hear the crunch. And I'm like, is that they, a t- it wouldn't it wouldn't even stick together? Like I mean, I remember finding some old cards in like the early two thousands. Uh-huh. And everyone's like, I dare you to eat the gum. It's like I was like, I'll eat the gum. And I remember <laughs> like the consistency of it wouldn't stick together. Yeah. Very, very weird. Like you knew like this is not good. It sticks to the back of baseball cards perfectly, but it doesn't stick together when you chew on it. No. Yeah. Very, very gross. Baseball card gum. I mean, great idea, but long-term, not, not the best. Correct. Um, so we got a lot of cool stuff we're going to discuss today. Um, before we dive into that, man, have you been hitting the stores at all? Finding anything good? Yeah, we were in Denver last week and we hit quite a You've few. You've been tar- traveling a lot, man. I, I'm done. I mean, like all the time. I'm done. I'm supposed to. I'm supposed to go to Chicago in December. We'll find out if that's actually going to happen. Uh, but anyways, we were in Denver this past week and we hit up a few stores after some uh, after work events with the coworkers and stuff like that. And uh, we hit up a few targets and it was kind of the same thing all the time. But I'll tell you what, when you start to hit the same, when you start to hit targets and you start to hit Walmarts, everything starts to kind of meld together and blend together and stuff like that. And, but I, I started walking down the Lego aisle and I'm not going to get into Legos. I, 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 I'm not going to, I do have an Optimus prime sitting to my left that I still need to put together, but man, they came out with an Atari Lego set. I've seen it. Oh man. And bet- so kind of rewind a little bit. Uh, my coworker, Eric and I got our manager, Sean, we got him, uh, the Nintendo Lego set. Oh, that one's so good. He put it together. He's in love with it. He didn't. The funny thing is, is when we got it for him, he's like, I guys, come on, don't do this. 
He yeah. goes, I, I don't need this. He puts it together. He goes, I'm in love with it, you know, <laughs> like that. But anyways, I see the Atari Lego set and I'm just sitting there eyeballing it. I'm like, if I could have the time to just sit down and put a Lego set together, I would want to do the Nintendo or the um, Atari. And just because mm-hmm. because uh, my manager, he he stresses himself out at work. I mean, we all have those coworkers that kind of push themselves to the brink of exhaustion and mental breakdowns and all that stuff. Well, one of the things that calms him down is putting Lego sets together. That's one of his therapy things. Hey, I think we all need something, right? Uh-huh. Like, I mean, I think, I think that's one of those things, like whatever that might be to some people it might be TV. It might be video games. I think for me and you, sometimes it's like toy hunting, right? Yeah. I, I think, I think we all need that, right? Like that decompression, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. So he put that Lego set together, the Nintendo Lego set together. And he said that was one of the most therapeutic things he did in quite some time because he said he's actually fallen out of TV. Like he'll watch baseball and then he doesn't want to do anything else. He'll read comics. He'll do something else, but he doesn't want to watch TV. Now he said, putting together that Lego set was one of the most therapeutic and calming things he's done in quite a while. Interesting. You know, I've never been big into Lego. I mean, I had some as a kid, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the big bucket or whatever, but I never really had a lot of the sets, but I look at it now and I'm like, okay, so let's say I buy the Lego Nintendo set. Where do I put that? You know, I buy the Lego because they've done a Seinfeld set. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. It's like Jerry's apartment. Where do I put that? Like, Mm -hmm. that's always kind of my issue with it. Although I do appreciate it. It's just never something I've thought about collecting, I guess. And on top of that, Legos basically price themselves out of like my pocketbook because oh dude it's expensive yeah oh it's so expensive but man the properties that they have i saw a sonic the hedgehog one where it was like a circle and the rings and oh that's so cool oh man that was another one i was like oh that thing is so beautiful um we're trying we were trying to get um my coworker kyle we were trying to get him hooked on lego sets because he was like oh man i want one of these star wars ones but if I get that, I got to get it a friend. So I'm going to have yeah. to buy another Lego Star Wars set. And I'm like, okay, do it, dude. And he goes, no, you're not talking me into this. Stop trying to be an influencer. I'm like, well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's an interesting thing to collect. I mean, I don't look, like I said, I don't look at Legos too often when I'm there. But I, you know, the last time I remember seeing like a big Batman set, mm-hmm. you know, with all the characters. And I'm like, wow, that's really cool. A big Spider-Man set. Um, mm-hmm. Like you mentioned, Sonic the Hedgehog. I remember seeing like a, a friends set with all the characters in office, you know, like yep. the, the show, the office. So like, they've got a ton of different properties and I don't know. It just, it feels like a slippery slope. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's, that's the, that's the bad thing about it. Oh, I know. Tell me about it. But anyways, yeah. Uh, I started looking at all the Lego sets because with this show, I start looking at different properties and not yes. to, not to buy it, but just kind of admire. And <laughs> Uh, one thing I've noticed is I seem to have been skipping over the Lego set. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go down the Lego aisles. I mean, we've been to, this is our fourth target tonight. I guess I can make a trip down a Lego aisle or something like that. Well, and and I think that's, what's interesting because, you know, I usually gander at everything once. And to me, it's always interesting to look, you know, cause now we have the collectible section and the toy section mm-hmm. at, at Walmart and target. So it's very interesting to see, like, oh, because yeah, I remember kind of when Mego first came back, right? And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, they're doing Mego again. And, you know, I don't know how many times I've seen, like, they, they're doing DC Mego now. Like, I saw the Joker today. 
and the penguin. I'm like, man, those are cool. But I'm like, I'm telling myself, I don't need that. You know, I don't need, I don't need something else. Um, but I think that's what's so cool about um, today's, you know, toy market. There's so much out there. Mm-hmm. Now that can also be dangerous because now we're having to pick and choose. We're having to be careful. But it's, uh, it's very interesting. I, I always am looking. I, I feel like I don't see a lot of new stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like there, I, I feel like a lot of stuff clogs the pegs and other stuff. Like you don't see it very often. It's, it's weird, right? Like, I mean, like the superstars figures, like series five briefly shows up at my Walmart. I still haven't seen series six. Everyone else has Jason Wolf. Luckily found most of them for me. Um, Travis found one of them for me, but like, like, like how are you supposed to collect this line? If they never show up at your store, you know, right. Any, or any store close by, I've never seen them anywhere. Right. And same thing out here. We can't find them out here. It's just nearly impossible, it feels like. Or at least yeah. trying to get a new series out here is nearly impossible because there, there's no Bigelow, but everybody else is finding Bigelow. There's no Piper. Everybody else is finding Piper. No Perfect out here, but everybody else is finding Perfect. And then when you go onto Walmart's website, it's like, oh, this is a third-party seller selling it for 50 bucks. I'm like, I'm not paying 50 bucks for a Bigelow Superstars figure. That's and that's what is irritating, right? Because you're trying to complete this line and it's like you can't even hardly do it if you're mm-hmm. not at Walmart every day hoping to find them. And then it's just like you just never know. So and like and, and what's weird is like you might find it and then it shows up and stays on the pegs for months and months and months. You know, it's just anytime anytime the line's exclusive, it always seems like it causes issues like that, which kind of makes toy collecting a nuisance. I think Target's kind of got it down right now. Because I don't think we've had any issues finding the uh, Legends line or mm-hmm. um, any any Ultimates. or We haven't had any problems like that out here, at least. No. Uh, but well, Walmart- I, I was just at, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I was just at two Targets today and I saw three Samoa Joes, you know? Yeah. Which, but that's how it should be. Like, if I, if I want to be able to buy this, I should be able to go to a Target, any of them, and, and find it. Mm-hmm. But you go to a Walmart and you try to find the new series of Superstars. There's nothing there. Walmart yeah. is Walmart is a disaster for having the uh, any exclusive figures, you know, for Walmart. So yeah. it's it's just frustrating. I hate having things exclusive to Walmart. Well, speaking of that, I'm hoping this line is not exclusive. I I haven't heard that it is, so I hope that that's not the case because I really like it. Uh, I like to get your take on this, man, because this kind of I I knew this was coming, but this was different than I was expecting. Uh, Turtles of Grayskull is going to be coming soon, which is a crossover between the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Masters of the Universe. They're in the Motu scale. They're being produced by Mattel. Um, this has been teased already, so we kind of knew it was coming. And I was like, oh, that's kind of fun, kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. I think I'm thinking, you know, as a kid, if I had a He-Man collection and I could add the four turtles, how cool would that be? Like, right. that'd be awesome. But not only are the turtles going to be in the line, the He-Man characters are going to get turtle versions as well like there's this purple like translucent he-man um there's a trap jaw with mausers i don't i think his name might be mouse mouse trap or something I, i'm not sure but which is really fun a a man at arms with like some turtle shell armor a big giant crank similar to the andre the giant figure where it's very big plus you know uh, they showed off leonardo and donatello um and of course there's been artwork to show off like a, a new version of beast man a new version of shredder this is a home run to me. This sounds so much fun. I'm curious what your thoughts on it were. Oh, it's beautiful. Anything with a mash. Well, I shouldn't say anything. I would say about 
if it, if something's a mashup, 95% of the time I'm going to be all in on him. I love mashups. There's something about crossovers. But mm-hmm. I think I've made this joke on the show before when the Jetsons met the Flintstones back in the 80s, dude, I lost oh, my goddamn dude, it was mind. Great. It was I lost great. I lost my mind. I was like this is great. Flintstones are meeting the Jetsons. Anyways, um I and this also falls under that banner. I love mashups and if you want to put He-Man with turtles, beautiful. Do it. More power to you. If you want to put uh, turtles with He-Man, that's great. Do it. I love it. That's why I love the turtles with the wrestling figures. And I know we talked about this where they weren't big hits among a lot of people, but it's because it's a mashup. It's two properties coming together to mm-hmm. form one. And I'm here for it. I made the joke also Scooby-Doo when they met the uh, Harlem Globetrotters or, you big, know, ba- when ba- Batman. When Batman was on there too, dude. I lost my goddamn mind. Weren't the three stooges on there once? Yeah, they were. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, what? (laughs) This is awesome though. But I mean, but right. I mean, like that's one of those things where it's like, oh, I got to see this. You know, the Harlem Globetrotters are on Mm Scooby-Doo. Makes absolutely no sense, but I'm all in. Like this is, this is super fun. Um, To me, I think what's cool about this line is these are in scale with the origins figures. So if you're just like, "Eh, I don't really need that new trap jaw He-Man or, or, you know, whoever, or man at arms. That'd be cool to add Krang and Leonardo and Donatello. And then I'm sure the other turtles and shredder and splinter and all them will, will soon follow to me. I just feel like that's just such a fun, like crossover. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, you mentioned the turtles with the WWE. Those to me were really fun. They just weren't in scale with the other turtles, which was so weird to me. Like, why would you make them bigger? Like, why wouldn't you make them in scale with other turtle figures? Like that, that was a weird creative decision. I thought, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it's weird. Some crossovers are great. I feel like um, some are odd, kind of like, so what I thought was odd, but I was like, oh, that's kind of fun, but it just, it didn't make any sense to me. And I'd love to get your thoughts on it. It's when WWE crossover with the Ghostbusters. Yes. It just was like, oh, okay. Like, huh. I thought, I thought it was fun, dude. I thought it was like, it, it, it is fun, but I was just like, okay. Stone Cold Steve Austin is a Ghostbuster. Huh. <laughs> it's just hard for me to like, how does this work? You know? Well, like when Undertaker was um, uh, that kind of like ghoul or what? That was cool. That was that, really cool. That was fun. I I dug the four um, Ghostbusters WWE figures. I thought those were fun. Um, so it, it just falls under that banner with me. Some mashups that didn't hit with me, there was a... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Street Fighter. Yep. The two I, packs. I don't know. I see them all the time and they just kind of fell flat. I don't well, know. They also why. did a, a Turtles with Cobra Kai. Yes. Yes. And well, what's weird is I love the show Cobra Kai, but when those came out, the turtles were like gigantic and the Cobra Kai were like normal scaled figures. And so it looked weird to me. Mm-hmm. And they have Turtles and Stranger Things figures out now as well. Same thing where I'm like the scales off, like it doesn't doesn't look right. Like why would they do this? And and any of those turtle figures that they have that are bigger, I just I'm not a fan of. I would rather them stick with like the playmates, like four inch scale. Personally, like if you could add Cobra Kai characters with the playmates of four inch scale, I'd be all in. Mm-hmm. Street Fighter, all in. You know, uh, WWE, all in. But when you change the whole scale, it's kind of like it's a whole new collection at that point. Yeah. Exactly. The um the turtles as He-Man, going back to that, it feels like 
all the figures are kind of in the same scale. The He-Man fit mm-hmm. with the turtles. So they were it just kind of made sense to have those two intertwine. So yeah. I'm okay with this. I think it's gonna be fun. They're gonna have the mini comic, which I think is great. Um, I, I'll be honest, I know initially Masters of the WWE universe was not well received, but I think at, by the end people are like, This is actually kind of cool. Like it's mm-hmm. a it's a totally different thing. I think a lot of that was people were upset retros are going away. Yeah. But like they still had the mini comic they had, like, you know, you could see Macho Man was kind of like a man at arms, you know, uh Cena was kind of like He-Man, and they did Faker John Cena, which was fun, and Ray was like Stratos, you know, and um uh Mr. T was like Jitsu. And so they kind of had like that feel, which I think was great, but but I, I think these are awesome. But you know, like you you were saying with mashups, some are good. Like I, I also go back to WWE with like zombies mutants monsters i think the zombie line ended up being kind of fun but the other two didn't really work so well obviously and and it's it's funny because i think it was chick foley that posted that today uh, it could have been someone else was saying like they had all the figures all the zombies and they're like these are like super underrated the only thing bad is that they were basics if they were elites it would have been awesome Ugh, those figures were terrible get the not a fan no, no, get that trash out of my face. <laughs> I don't want to see that. <laughs> well, it's again, it's it's a unique line. It's its own thing, right? And right. like a zombie Kevin Owens is not everyone's cup of tea, but if you're into zombies, maybe that's your deal. Like, but I also think too, if they had done WWE barbarians and they were just basics with barbarian gear, people would have crapped all over it. Oh, probably. But I do changing gotta... the scale and stuff made it made it more more fun. I do gotta say, uh, there was a gentleman on Twitter that sent Scott the Nakamura zombie figure and he sent it to scott because we were crapping on it and he goes you know what i'm gonna send you the zombie figure put it up at halloween and mm-hmm. i bet you'll like it even more and scott said he was 100 percent correct the figure goes up every halloween ever since kenny sent it over it was because scott couldn't stand the figures until he changed his mindset these figures are for halloween so mm-hmm. every year the nakamura that kenny sent over always goes up for halloween Scott changed his mindset. These figures aren't meant for other times of the year. It's meant for Halloween specifically. And I can dig that too. I know Funko has done some like holiday exclusive pops mm-hmm. with like DC comics. I remember they did a Batman line where they were all uh, Christmas themed, right? So Joker had a, had a present that was a bomb and, you know, Batman was like Ebenezer Scrooge in the, in the nightgown and stuff. And Mr. Freeze was a, was a snowman. I'm like, that's, that's fun. Like, it's not something you would need all of, but it's, it's a cool subline. It's a cool one-off. And I, and I feel the same way with a lot of those figures where it's like, yeah, these aren't for everybody, but it's kind of a cool one-off, you know, it just, not all of them really hit. I don't think. It's funny. You brought up that DC line last year. They did all gingerbread cookie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. DC. I bought the Aquaman for my supervisor, my manager, Sean, that we were just talking about. You're going to laugh at this. So I take it to work. He's like, oh, dude, I already got it. And I said, that's okay. I'll take it back to Target. That gingerbread Aquaman has not left my dryer in the past year. It keeps falling off every time I run the dryer. I'm like, I got to take this out to the garage sometime in the next year because it's been up there for the past year dude it just keeps falling off the box is all damaged and stuff like that <laughs> i think it's because i think it's gonna just remain a staple on top of my dryer good place for it right <laughs> sure 
Well, that's the thing too, with like the Funko Pops. Like I remember when I got into those, it was like the thought being the best thing about these is they make everybody. Mm-hmm. The bad thing about them is that they make everybody. Make everybody, yeah. So like in my head, I'm thinking I can get Macho Man Randy Savage, you know, Ken from Street Fighter and the Green Arrow from the TV show. And I'm like, that's awesome. But again, that it's such a wide array of different characters and different, you know, uh, genres and stuff. It could be such a overwhelming collection, but again, I think that's where they, they had their highs and lows. And I feel like they're kind of, they've dropped in popularity quite a bit. I'm sure they're still pop collectors, but it's not nearly as big as it used to be. Almost, almost every comic show or toy show that we go to Funko's everywhere. Yeah, I, I I don't know how they're doing as far as sales among those collector those sellers at the toy shows, but I'll kid you not. Every toy show we go to, there's just a bunch of them, just a bunch of pops going on right there. Well, I think it's also one of those things too. You could, if you had a hundred dollar pop, that doesn't mean someone's going to spend that, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, eventually you may have to say, okay, well I'll give it to you for eighty, you mm-hmm. know, or I'll give it to you for sixty or whatever because you know, we all want to sell this stuff, you know, like right. if, if it's not something you want to keep forever. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know where the pops will be in a few years. They, they could be gone. That seems to be, I still see them quite a bit, like at stores at retail, but not as huge as they once were for sure. Right. Um, actually, but, uh, going back to finding toys out in, or doing the toy hunting out in Denver, my manager's Sean, I'll bring him up again. His wife is collecting the gargoyle NECA. Is it NECA? Gargoyle yeah. NECA figures? Yeah. Oh, those are fantastic. So she's collecting all of them. They cannot find them any of the new ones out here. So far in the past three weeks, the four times we or two times or three times we've been out to Denver. I'm losing track already. Um, Sean's already found four different NECA gargoyle figures for his wife. So he's like getting frustrated because he's like, damn it, I just found another one. And now he's got to lug it back. But she's a loose collectors because um, they have shelves in their front room all over the place with the gargoyle figures up on top. So anyways, uh, he's lugging back a bunch of these gargoyle figures because they can't find them out here. Well, and what's interesting about that is when that line first hit, I, you know, I wasn't a huge fan of the cartoon. Like mm-hmm. I didn't hate it. I just didn't really watch it much. But that Goliath hit it was the first one. I was like, dude, that is that is sick. That's a great mm-hmm. figure. So I bought it kind of on an impulse. Uh, mostly because I saw one and I thought, oh, I better buy this. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's really, really cool. Like, it's a good figure. Um, and then, like, I saw it warming the pegs at Walmart for I don't know how long. Mm-hmm. And now they've made a few more. And they all look great. It's just, like you said, it that's, that's a problem when you can't find this stuff. Like, is someone like you wonder like is someone swooping in and buying all this crap you know yeah. because i'll go to a walmart in the other side of town but i don't go to all often and I, like i went there today and the last time i was there was probably two weeks ago it was like the same stuff like literally the same stuff so right. i'm like nothing is changing like but how like where are this where's this stuff going like if like is one certain walmart not getting NECA gargoyles is one not getting superstars like why is it that way I, I just don't that's hard for me to understand I guess well it's like you and I were having the conversation a couple of weeks back out here I only saw the honky tonk man superstars figure once right over in your area you said you're loaded with them over over there and on I, top I've of- seen I, I saw one today 
exactly and it's so funny how i guess it's like regionalized i don't i don't know <laughs> you know but it's so funny how we don't have them out here but you have a bunch of them out there same thing in well, denver i saw quite a few honkies out there well when they when they first hit too like i remember i found all of series one pretty easily wasn't collecting them at the time and then um series two was coming out but the, i only saw ultimate warrior never saw sean never saw nash never saw scott hall mm-hmm. then all of a sudden series three starts showing up with undertaker mankind teddy biasi and stuff and i'm like oh wow okay still never saw scott hall still never saw sean still never saw nash daniel cross actually was at some i can't remember what kind of type of store it was some type of like outlet store like an ollie's or something and they had all they had several sean's nashes and halls for like six bucks oh he's like hey do you want these and i'm like yes definitely this is the retros all over again breaker dude i know and so he buys those for me and i went to a walmart today a different walmart because i hit a few of them today and they had a random sean michaels and kevin nash on the pegs i've never seen them before i'm like what the crap is going on you know those those were out at christmas last year yeah what so i'm like what is happening here it's uh it's one of those things where with the retros i kind of played the long game like oh i'll see them and then as you know and most people that collected them that wasn't the case Mm -hmm. i still never saw series nine or ten in stores ever no in fact we talked about that we had to get them from megalopolis or whatnot yeah and i mean even series eight like i, I think I, I joked with you about it i was like you know how many times i went to walmart willing to spend ten dollars a figure and then to show up at five below and find them all for five bucks i'm not disappointed right but it's like i was willing to pay double this mm-hmm. for months never found them like mm-hmm. what is going on yeah it's the retros all over again with these superstar figures i kid you not man yeah, it is definitely wild. And like the last couple of waves of Masters of the WWE Universe, never saw, never saw the Brett, never saw the Salt Slaughter. Never saw the Andre, never saw the JYD. Yeah. And so I'm like, what? It's just weird how that happens, I guess. And leave it to Walmart. That, and then going back to the Turtles of Grey Skull, that's why I hope it's on an exclusive line. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think that it will be because that's such big properties. Like that will be a line I will pre-order on Big Bad just so that I know I can get it. You know? Right. It, right. it's like i've never i was never a big pre-order guy but i i've realized over the last you know few years now like if it's something you really want that's pretty much your best bet most yeah. of the time and yeah. big badge I, i've never had any orders canceled there they're always good about getting it and i love the pile of loot everybody loves the pile of loot you know was it four dollars flat shipping and you get a big old box no it's the best well not only that like you get you can wait, you can ship stuff when you want to. And to me, it's kind of nice if I buy something because I don't buy, I don't pay the tax or shipping yet. I just pay the, the cost of the, the item. So if it's a $20 figure, you just pay the 20 bucks and then you're like, I can come back next week when I have a little bit more and ship everything. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think it's, it's genius. It's one of it's my like, favorite websites to use. It's like Christmas when you get that box too, because it's like, a Oh huge- dude. It's like a huge box, and you're like, "Yeah, this is awesome!" Like, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> got a little bit of everything. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, but yeah, Turtles of Grayskull, man. Hopefully those uh, those will get an announcement on when those come out because I'm I'm super excited to get them in. Nice. Uh, so you you are in on those, right? Oh, dude, yes. All right. I, I was not sure. Um, oddly enough, like this is kind of a funny story, classic case of me being indecisive. So. When Origins first started hitting, I was buying all the, the Masters of the Universe Origins figures. Thought they were great. Couldn't wait to get them. And then 
Masterverse gets announced. And initially, I'm like, I'm not buying those. And then I see them. I'm like, oof, these are fantastic. Mm-hmm. So I started buying those. And I was like, I'm, I'm just going to stop doing Origins. And so Travis hits me up and he's like, hey, do you want any of your Origins figures? And the reason was, is he had kind of fallen off too. But then Eternia gets announced as the crowdfund from Mattel Creations. And he has this long story about how he always wanted Eternia. It was one one that got away, never had it. And he basically, I think, threw some, I don't, I'm not sure the specifics, maybe like a Christmas and a birthday gift from his mom. He was able to get Eternia. And so he was wanting some Origins figures to go with it. And I was like, well, dude, you know what? I don't, I'm just doing Masterverse. I don't really want these. So I had like the first four waves or whatever it was. And so we worked out a trade and I sent him all the Origins figures hadn't really thought about it since then this has probably been over a year and then they announced the turtles of gray skull and i'm like <clears throat> i kind of want my origins <laughs> figures again so that might be uh something i have to dive back into start collecting some of those breaker you did not think this one all the way through dude boy you are not kidding that's an understatement <laughs> yeah i definitely didn't but you know i think that's what's good about today with uh the internet and third party well, third, third party but um uh toy shops you can find a lot of them still you can trade and and all that good stuff so hopefully before too long i'll be able to have some more origins figures in my collections hopefully most of them i looked up aren't too crazy expensive mm-hmm. there's a couple here and there that have raised in value but they're also mattel re-releases a lot of the popular characters so that helps yeah that does help I'm trying to think of what other stuff oh i bought a bunch of cards while i was out in denver oh nice yeah it just I don't know. There's something about collecting cards, man. It takes me back to the eighties talking about cards, you know, back then, but, uh, popping open some wrestling cards. That was fun. That was basically it. I didn't buy any toys because there was nothing out there that I couldn't find out here. Cause we went to a bunch of targets and if, if trust me, if I would have saw series, was it six or seven with Bigelow and Piper and all them six, I, yeah, six, if I would have found series six, Oh yeah. Those would have been coming home packed in the suitcase. But I can find Greg Valentine out here. I still haven't gotten Greg Valentine. I need to go pick him up and I can find the perfect. Although I don't know about that rubber. I'm on the fence about it. It looks like a swimsuit to me. Like a, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, it doesn't. Well, because it doesn't look like to me, the reason why wrestling gear should be molded on. And I remember this. Remember when uh, Jax with the Titan Tron live did the Kurt angle with the cloth singlet. Mm -hmm. It looked too thick. Right, mm-hmm. because a singlet's supposed to be skin tight, so any type of cloth just doesn't really look right to me. And I feel like even with them doing the rubber, it's like no. I think if it was a shirt, it would be okay. Mm-hmm. But since it's one it's supposed to be one piece, it doesn't it doesn't look right to me. It's better than what Jax was doing back when the uh, Nasty Boys and the Legends line. They had the jacket on, but they painted their arms. <laughs> I was like, that's terrible. Come on now. <laughs> Oh, I know. Like, I remember them doing that a lot. You remember they would have like molded jacket sleeves? Yes. But then, like, I remember there was a Titan Tron Live Edge that was like that. And I was just like, this is absolute garbage. Like, uh-huh. he had molded sleeves and you could take the jacket off, but he still have his jacket sleeves. Like, it was like, <laughs> what the crap is this? <laughs> uh, um, also, the big rubber guys. They've got Macho and Andre. That goes off when the show drops. It'll be tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you got till Friday, October 27th, which is tomorrow when the show drops to get your pre-orders in for Andre and Macho for the big rubber guys. 
So also, speaking of that, I love the conversation you and Scott had with Michael Canick and Brian Myers on Fully Posable this week. It was Thank awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Um, hearing you guys just kind of chat it up was really cool. Big Rubber guys, are is this something you're all in on? Like, what are your thoughts? Because I know you and Scott were big LJN kids. So yep. this got this has to hit you in the wheelhouse. So it does. Uh, you, this one is picking and choosing. You know, you have to. Yeah. It's, and it's an expensive line. Yeah. So... Uh, they're British Bulldogs, definitely getting. Macho, I'm almost 100% I'm going to get the pre-order in before Friday. Um, Andre, I'm going to pass on, but I do like what they did with Andre. I if you could, if you guys go back and you look at the LJNs back in the day, a lot of the LJNs, bigger guys, had curved knees. So a lot, it didn't really show off the stature, or the true mm-hmm. stature, I should say, of the bigger guys, the big John studs, the Andre, the giants. Um, it didn't show off the true stature and height of those guys. Well, that's what I like about the big rubber guys is they went in and fixed that, especially with the Andre, they straightened out the legs and it shows how tall he actually is. And it's interesting because they brought this up on the show about how they had to do that for packaging. Cause I remember on the toys that made us when they did the turtles episode, they talked about how shredder was really tall in the mm-hmm. comics and so they wanted his figure to be tall, so they crouched him over. Mm-hmm. And that's why he, he would kind of have that weird posture as an action yeah. figure so that they could keep his height but fit him in the blister pack, which is interesting. So, no, I think the big rubber guys look great. Uh, I have not ordered any myself, but they are awesome. And it's it's one of those things like with Demolition and Flair and Slaughter and Marty Janetti and the ones you mentioned. And I think there's a lot of cool stuff in the pipeline. Yeah, if you guys get a chance, go and listen to that interview. You can find it on YouTube or you can find it on just on our regular podcast every single week. You know, just go on to iTunes, search Fully Puzzle, and you'll be able to find it. A lot of fun talking with those guys. Um, it's always a blast talking with Michael. Uh, he, he has so many stories and it's funny. He's a funny guy. He, I, I, I kid you not, Breaker. He's had so many stories for us over the years and you're like, wait how did you meet china like what <laughs> you know he's like <laughs> that's awesome he's like oh yeah i was uh i was over in this bar and china shows up it's like what <laughs> you know so anyways he has so many stories it's hilarious it's kind of like jason wolf like jason wolf has had such an interesting life yes like when you actually like hear him talk you're like my god man like i know <laughs> dude that dude's lived a life for sure to say the least and what's funny is if you look at jason and his stories and what he does and I, I can't imagine anyone that does not know him would think, I bet you that guy goes home and makes action figures. Like no one would think <laughs> that, right? Like he just by, by appearances, like you would never assume that about him, which I think is awesome. Jason's such a good dude, man. Dr. Frank and Jason. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. That's a cool name for him. It is. It but, is. But uh, kind of going back through everything, um, lots of cool stuff. I got in the mail this week. Um, me, me and you and Scott were actually talking about a little bit, the new McFarlane. Batman the animated series figures. I got I got those in. Saw those on the shelves as well in Colorado. Okay, not into those. You sent me a picture, I think, right? I think so, yeah. And you were like, hey, do you have this? Are you getting these? And I told you I was like, I actually got them ordered. Yeah. Yeah. So I sent you that from Colorado. Those figures are so good. They're excellent. And especially, so, especially if you were into the animated series, which I know you were. I definitely was. So these were something when McFarlane started doing Batman 66, I told Travis, I was like, well, I like Batman 66, but it's not my favorite. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but if he does it, Batman, the animated series, I'm all in. And so had to, had to dive in. 
They do have something interesting on there, the shading. What do you think of the shading? Because I know Scott was not a fan. The more I look at it, I'm like, I don't know if I like that or not. The what? figure sculpts are great. Wait, what do you mean the shading? Of how they do they they do the shading on the paint job, kind of how it would look on the cartoon, how it's like it's hard to explain, like a shadow almost, a shadow effect on there. So I dug it. I, I'm I'm in the different camp of Scott. I actually dug it. Now, not being a cartoon fan, or sorry, not being a, a huge comic book fan, it was I can see why people may not like it, but I actually dug it. Like from an outsider's point of view, look good. I think some of them when it's a little I think Batman was a little heavy. I think like Scarecrow and, and Mr. Freeze and Robin was a lot more a lot less obvious. So I think it looked better. But mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Like I don't know if I necessarily needed it. But I think it's a cool touch. And I think them doing a build a figure of a super like random character like Condiment King mm-hmm. is kind of fun. Um overall I dig it. $30 price tag is a little much, I think, but yeah. Um, but it, it, it is a cool line for sure. So you're it, you're all in on all of those? Batman the animated series is my go-to cartoon from when I was a kid, so I had to get these. Um, and it's one of those things where if I don't buy these now, they'll come up with like two-face and the riddler and killer croc and clay face and i'll kick myself so they actually did a four-pack walmart exclusive about a year ago with batman the joker harley quinn and detective harvey bullock who was one of the undercover police officers and it's still floating around at some walmarts um so in the same scale but that batman looks it doesn't have the shading on it so to me it looks a little better Mm -hmm. um so I may pick that up just to add the Joker to the collection because, you know, Joker, Harley Quinn and Harvey Bullock would be fun. But yeah, overall, it's it's a cool line. I hope it continues. I'm sure that it will. McFarlane, I feel like usually always ups his game each time. So I'm sure the other ones will be better. And there's actually an Alfred coming out, too. It's like a, a store. I mean, they're all store exclusives, but it's like a uh, one off, not in the series. So that will be that'll be fun to have Alfred, you know? Yeah. We need a we need a mashup of Alf as Alfred. That would be kind of cool. Alf is what's funny is Alf is kind of starting to get some stuff now. Yeah, like with, exactly. with NECA and, and things like that. So I, I would be all about some Alf merchandise. Loved Alf when we were kids, man. We had a bunch of Alf merchandise. I love that TV show. Oh, it's hilarious! I, I had a big stuffed Alf. I remember that as a kid. Oh, we had it too. We had it too. Yeah. Um, a funny story about that is so whenever our dad watched something. And he got that deep belly laugh. You know that that joke hit with him because he, no, yeah. he hits a different pitch. You know, it's that laugh that gets other people laughing. That's across the room and stuff like that. Right. But Alf did that on one episode. I think it was the first episode. So the family was trying to decide what to do with this alien life form. Right. Right. So Alf, they're talking and they're talking and they hear the toilet keep flushing. So they run into the bathroom and Alf is standing there looking at the toilet. And he's pushing the uh, button down to flush the toilet. And he looks at the family and goes, interesting concept. <laughs> <laughs> Our dad hit that belly laugh. And he, and we we're like, well, that joke hit. And now dad's going to want to watch the next episode of Alf. <laughs> What's funny is I think you can find there's like on Amazon and there may have been a couple other apps that have like these old TV shows. Mm-hmm. Alf's usually for free to, to stream. On oh, there, is which, is, which is kind of cool. I'm like, like, man, I don't know if it would hold up 
now because I haven't. I think when you try to watch old shows, sometimes they don't always hold up. But I think right. it'd, it'd be cool. It'd be cool to rewatch Al for sure. Oh, absolutely! But I love how it's making a comeback. I mean, there were so many fun memories with Al between uh, the TV show, that story I just told, the merchandise, oh, yeah. the merchandise we had as kids. It oh was, yeah, it was a fun, fun show. So lots of good times with Alf. I didn't expect to talk about Alf today, but I, I'm all about it. Surprise. <laughs> uh, one more thing I wanted to bring up. Uh, Hastel Toy put up for pre-order on his Grapplers and Gimmicks line. Mike Drosy, a.k.a. Duke the Dumpster Drosy, and Carlos Colon Jr., a.k.a. Carlito. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your thoughts on these, man? I think I think Carlito is a, a fun one, but doesn't totally fit the era for me. Yeah. Duke the Dumpsters, that's a that's a home run, though, I think. So did you get your pre-order in? I haven't, but I will. <laughs> I knew you would. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got to get Duke. And honestly, like, I know Mitch has his detractors, too. He's always been cool to me, so I have no issues with him. And, uh, you know, I think his figures have progressively gotten better. You know, mm-hmm. the first couple of releases had their issues, but Men on a Mission were great. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I know he uh, announced the Godwins and Savio Vega are in transit, and they should be here soon. So I have no no complaints on my end. I think he's doing a good job. So when we were talking to Myers and we were talking to Canik, we asked the question, what is that with all these third-party companies and everybody going out and getting all these guys, who's the one that is a glaring hole? Like who is one you want to see that hasn't been signed, hasn't been announced, hasn't been even mentioned? Who is that one talent or talents, could be a tag team, that you would want to see? Man, and it could I be, think, and it could be retros. It could be uh, asylum superstars. It could be, yeah, whatever. Well, the thing is, the thing is, I'm sure, and I'm sure you've noticed. Once you see someone has signed, it's almost kind of like you realize, like, oh, they're available, right? Because I think, like, with Davy Boy, I think he was signed initially to Junk Shop Dog, which that he's kind of a he's kind of one we forget about, right? Mm-hmm. You know, doing the the Popey figures. I was like, oh, they signed Davy Boy. That's interesting. And the next thing you know, he's got a major bendy and then he's got the two pack with dynamite over at Epic toys. Mm-hmm. And now he's got the, um, the big rubber guy and Hastel has some coming out as a Hasbro. So he's everywhere. I, I think sometimes that luster is going to be lost when all these guys sign with the same, with multiple companies, you know, kind of like the joke we we've made before, you know, that's a lot of Mo, right? Because <laughs> for, like three third-party companies are making Mo figures, right? It's like, how many different versions of this can we do? It's it's all going to kind of look the same, right? So, um, to me, the one that really was surprising was Macho Man because I just did not see that being possible. And so when they announced him for you know the heels and faces line, and then the major Bendy and now the big rubber guy, I just didn't I didn't see that I didn't think there would ever be a world where macho man would be anywhere besides WWE as far as merchandising. So I was like, wow, that's kind of insane. The road warriors obviously is a, a huge one. I know that, but again, they've signed with a lot of companies too, but as far as a glory, a glory, a glaring omission, excuse me. I don't know, man. Um, because I feel like everybody's almost accounted for. I, I'm trying to think if there's someone that hasn't, you know, that's, that's a big name that hasn't really been picked up by, by somewhere to me, if I were a third party company, this is the guy I'd go after great Muda. Oh, um, 
we kind of, I think, thought with the Hall of Fame that he would be going into a WWE Legends deal, but I have not seen anything announced. So that doesn't mean it's not happening. But, I mean, if I were a retro company, I would try to get him signed. I mean, really, any of these companies, I would want Muda. So I think he transcends, you know, Japanese wrestling and American wrestling. He's one of the biggest stars that most of us all remember. Like, he was the first Japanese wrestler I ever remember seeing. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I think after that would be Jushin Thunder Liger, but he was, you know, he signed with Storm Collectibles. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I would be, if I were one of these companies, Muda would be a guy I'd definitely be going after. Well, one thing that we've learned is if they go into the Hall of Fame, it doesn't always mean that it's going to translate to a Legends deal. I mean, because when the Rock and Roll Express went in in 2017 or 18. Yeah. Uh, they, I assumed elites were coming and they never oh, did. Uh, dude, I was boned up over here if you know what i mean you know i was ready for some rock- <laughs> i was i was waiting for some rock and roll express figures uh but again it doesn't translate to figures so it's stan or- stan hansen i think went in that same class maybe or or the year or two before but exactly exactly i just assume oh we'll get a stan hansen elite how cool is that and that never happened but then we have power town that put out hansen so yeah you just never know man like and and that's the thing with all these like maybe power town has been assigned who knows yeah. Um, again, if I were one of these companies, that's one of the first names I would try to go after. And it's not going to be easy because he doesn't speak English. I mean, he does, but it's not his first language. So it would be tough, but I think that would be a great signing for any company to get. One tag team that I brought up on the show was, and spoiler, if you guys haven't listened to it yet, it was the Beverly brothers. Mm-hmm. I think, I, I don't know whether it's retros, whether it's elites, whether it's uh superstar style, whether it's big rubber guys, I it, it doesn't matter. I can just picture them with those purple robes. Absolutely. Um, Enos and um uh Mike Enos and uh Bo Beverly. Yeah, Bo uh, Wayne Bloom was his real name. Oh, Wayne Bloom, yes. And his son's in uh NXT right now. Yeah, Von Wagner, I believe. Von Wagner. Speaking of Von Wagner, I talked about getting all those cards. I got a number to five Von Wagner autograph in one of those boxes. I was pretty That's stoked cool. about that. That was kind of cool getting an auto. Well, going back to the Beverly Brothers real quick, like that's one of those teams where they they were there from like 91 to like 93. Mm-hmm. And so like they were prime time for Hasbro. Like they yep. were definitely in there. And so the fact that they never got one was weird to me. Uh, that would be, I agree. That'd be, a, that'd be a team I'd try to go after. I mean, I know, yeah, obviously you couldn't call them the Beverly Brothers, but I don't, I think Mitch at Hastel Toys has done a good job of just calling them their real name right mm-hmm. we all know who it is you can call him juan riviera but it's savio vega you know yeah. it's no big deal yeah you can get mean mike enos from wcw days the the mauler when he called the mauler at one point too i think so <laughs> yeah fun fact he was one of the guys wrestling when scott hall made his debut yes yes fun little trivia fact there <laughs> well that's another thing too is like they actually tagged in wcw as mike enos and wayne bloom for a little bit and it I took me a long time, that. and I was like, "Oh my god, that's the Beverly Brothers!" <laughs> I didn't, I didn't figure it out initially, but it's like, "Oh wow, what a, what a weird throwback." Um, going back to also targets, I got a text message the other day from uh, my good buddy out here in Fremont. His name's Norm. I've talked to about him a few times, but uh, he took a picture with his son. His son is about a year and a half, two years old, I believe, holding the Beavis talker. Remember those talk- talkers? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. How, so, how, uh, so I guess those are out then. I haven't th- seen them yet. I haven't seen them either, but 
his son was holding one and it was talking. It was all, you know, it was doing like the, uh, the beginning. Of, it was like doing like the beginning of the show from like the guy from Fiverr, you know? So it was, uh, I, I was like, oh my God, I need to get those. I need to go find those. Dude, I haven't seen them since, or I haven't seen them at all. Actually, I should say. Those seem like such a fun idea, but yeah, we, uh, I don't know. I don't know if it'll be something we, we see a lot of. I, I like, Travis was giving me a whole history lesson on Squishmallows the other day. Okay. Do you know anything about these? I I just know that they're basically made by uh uh is it Jazzwares or Jacks? Jazzwares makes yeah. them. Yeah. I think it's like a Jeremy Padauer like thing. Like it's his brainchild, similar to Beanie Babies, is my understanding. And they're collectible. They do chases the whole deal. And it's it's funny because he was kind of giving me a lesson because, you know, he has a young daughter. And so it's like, it's so interesting how I pay so close attention to toys, but I don't, I mean, I've heard the name, but I know nothing about this, mm-hmm. this line. Right. And I think it's so interesting because I know my niece is 12 now, just a few years ago, she was wanting like LOL dolls. I want LOL dolls for Christmas. And I'm like, what is that? You know? And, <laughs> and I realized it's like, Oh, you can get like a, a, $3 set all the way up to a hundred dollar set. And like, they have pretty much any, she's like, I just want LOL dolls. And I'm like, this seems like junk. Oh, I just want those. And I'm like, okay. And now she's 12. So I'm like, so LOL dolls for Christmas. She was like, oh, no, I want makeup. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. But yeah, it, it's just interesting how, uh, how time changes. Oh, I know. And, uh, all, all that stuff changes. Oh, I know. We were the same way sometimes, you know, it was yeah. like the only thing that we really stuck with was starting lineups and wrestling figures. But like, he-Man went by the wayside. Mask went by the wayside. Um, one thing, the two things that we always stuck with was starting lineups and wrestling figures. Well, things always die down, right? Masters of the Universe, I remember it dying down. G.I. Joe. And then they come back, Turtles, and then they're, they're huge. And mm-hmm. it's always interesting how that happens. Like, I was watching the toys that made us in the Masters of the Universe, and they talked about, like, you know, 78 million, 200 million, 400 million, and the next year, 7 million. It's like, what? Like, that, that big of a drop? Like, but, you know, at that time, new properties come out and it becomes hugely popular and yep. people stop collecting. All right, man. Um, is there anything you want to discuss before we dive into our main event here? WMAC Masters? I got it. I got. Well, first, let me ask. Did you watch any WMAC Masters? Or do any research yourself? So I did do research. I watched I did my normal research, which was basically going to YouTube and find out anything about it as I could. Okay, I didn't watch a full episode, but I maybe watched about five, ten minutes. The beginning reminded me of 19... Let me see. Was this about 1993, 94? It was about 95, I think. 95? Okay. This was on after wrestling, wasn't it? it? It was like a Saturday morning show, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the beginning, I remembered right off the bat. I remember seeing the beginning right away. But... The rest of the show, I didn't know any of the characters. I didn't know any of the any of the stories behind it because I I didn't watch it. I would see it come on and it was like if it was raining, it was Nintendo or sorry, not Nintendo, it was Sega Genesis time. If it wasn't raining, it was time to go outside and play basketball or go play some baseball mm-hmm. and then be home by three oh five to watch NWA or WCW. So that's kind of how that would run together. Uh basically that's how my Saturdays were all together, I should say. So this show, like I was kind of talked about at the beginning when I first discovered it, I didn't really know what it was, but I knew it was karate based. And, you know, my dad having such a, a, you know, pretty long background in martial arts, it was like, oh, wow, what is this? This is kind of cool. 
And basically they took real martial artists that weren't super well known and kind of gave them all characters mm-hmm. to compete on this show, which had wrestling elements to it. it it was filmed in universal studios my understanding is it was i think it was filmed in it was florida or california i don't remember which which universal studios but like it was at night and they would film literally fight scenes like by the king kong rides <laughs> stuff like that so they said some of the yeah the backgrounds were just kind of like dressed up versions of, of what they had on the lot which i think is hilarious that's um, hilarious but they they had a I was when I, the guy's name is Chris Landis that wrote the book, which it's on Amazon. I highly recommend checking it out. It's a really in-depth look at, at everything WMAC Masters. But he talked about how it, it kind of was a little bit wrestling, a little bit um martial arts or you know, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat. He said, but also, I didn't put this together, but it made sense a little bit Power Rangers with the costuming that they they chose. Um one guy in particular who went by the character named Superstar, he actually was the actor that played Liu Kang on the video game, not the movie, but he was like the actual oh. character from from the Mortal Kombat video games, which is, I was like, when you hear that, you're like, oh, wow, that's kind of cool. Another guy, Red Dragon, Chris Casamassa, uh, was Scorpion in the Mortal Kombat movie. Oh, nice. Yeah, and so they made about... 10 figures i think one wasn't technically released although that's somewhat disputed some people say it was but people think they may just be really good customs so it's kind of still a uh something no one really knows but these hit when these hit the the shelves i was all in because i had been watching the show and i was like oh my god they made toys like this is so cool and i had to get them turns out like the toy line was planned well ahead of the show because they thought the show was going to be a bigger success than it was Mm -hmm. and it wasn't so um chris landis also told me in writing his book he contacted bandai who produced these figures and they had no record of them existing so um i've heard sometimes toy companies will use a third party to manufacture and they'll just put their logo on it Uh uh-huh and i'm wondering if that's what happened maybe a secondary company produced it and they just slapped bandai's logo on it because they had success with power rangers so it was more likely to get into the sh- under the store shelves i don't know but uh it seems likely that that's probably what happened which is why they had no record of it but uh, the figures were fun they all had a little action they all had weapons they also came with a their dragon key which i talked about this last week everyone had a dragon belt and it had 10 slots on on basically around the sides and when you want to fight you got that guy's dragon key on your belt when you filled up your belt you could challenge for the dragon star, which is like their main champion, essentially. So there's a lot of cool concepts to it. Um, they had a little cage match type thing that they would fight in sometimes, which was fun. Um, probably, like, I know it. So good friend of the show, Dobro is a big WMAC Masters fan. Oh, and he, he was telling me how they're all on YouTube. I was like, oh, I got to check these out. It's fun to watch, but I'm not going to say it holds up because it doesn't totally hold up. But it is cool to be like, wow, okay, like this is this is a fun show. You know, it just, it's probably not for everybody these days. Was this a must watch every Saturday for you? Oh yeah. A hundred percent. I, I was all in. I thought it was awesome. Um, it didn't, it didn't last long. Obviously I think it only went two seasons, maybe 20 some odd episodes or something. It wasn't, it wasn't a ton, but to me like it had a lot of cool elements to it the like when they would do their fight scenes they would also have like energy bars up on the screen Mm -hmm. like like you're playing street fighter Mm -hmm. 
which is really cool to kind of you kind of see when the character's energy dies like he kind of would he would you know basically lose the fight so i mean yeah it's a little campy but to me it was a cool way of bridging like martial arts to that pro wrestling style of doing a performance as opposed to a real sport i thought it was awesome there was a few characters that did not have figures only only half the guys i think got actual figures but overall it's a, it's a pretty cool it's a pretty cool concept unfortunately it just didn't last that long so were these guys that were playing the uh playing the characters were they actually karate guys or were they yes they were all legitimate martial artists oh wow yeah and um well, and, and all of them, and what was interesting is, and I don't have everyone's real name, but they would say like their real name, what their dragon key symbol name was, and their their style. So, well, there was Taekwondo, kickboxing, Kempo, whatever the style was, which if you think about it, this is kind of like on the verge of MMA, mm-hmm. right? UFC was around but it was also getting banned in a lot of places because it was right. so barbaric. So this was kind of like similar approach, but more of a kid-friendly approach, you know, making them characters and stuff like that. But no, I think, I think this was, I think it was a fun concept. We'll kind of go through, I've already went over series one, but we'll just go through the whole series so you can kind of get an idea of all these guys. Um, so this is a series one character was great wolf. His real name was Jamie Webster. And you know, he's kind of got the Native American Indian garb on, which I always thought was really cool. One of his good friends on the show was Tiger Claw, and they had a big, like, conflict in an episode where he was like, I, I told you to never use that kick, and you used it on me. It was, it was really campy. But, <laughs> um, but again, you know, they, they all had very unique costumes, too, which kind of helped separate the different characters. We have Machine, who's played by, I believe, Hakeem Halston was his name. He actually was in the Mortal Kombat movie as well. He was the first guy that Liu Kang fought, but he was just like a nameless like guy. Uh-huh. Um, but he had this like machine type gear and he would take it off before he fought. I think his discipline was kickboxing. I believe it's Hakeem Hall Hakeem Hakeem Alstead is his name. He was actually offered a WWE contract in like 1996, but turned it down. Oh, really? Yes. So I don't know if he just didn't dig it or what but yeah that'd have been he i mean he's got a good if you look him up he's got a really good look he would have been probably a pretty big star but this is also 96 man they were doing like you know signing mark henry and Mm -hmm. um they tried to sign kurt angle so they were probably just looking at different stuff like we need someone and him being a kickboxer and you know in mortal Kombat, they probably thought oh maybe this will work you know yeah who who knows we can teach him to look at the hard cam so yeah we can make this work (laughs) Mm mm-hmm knows uh then we have olympus who was he was like an olympic silver medalist his name was herb herb perez he was a taekwondo guy this was actually the very first figure i got he's he he had the yellow gi with the purple belt on always just thought this was such a cool cool look and a big reason i wanted this figure is when this when i first started watching he was like their main champion and so the main champion the dragon star champion would actually sit in this big throne uh-huh. Like well, above the stage, which I always thought that was super cool. This is this is sounding a lot like uh, Lucha Underground. There's probably a lot of similar elements to it. Absolutely. So I remember you in Lucha Underground, you had to get these medallions to put on this belt. And you would get people's medallions. On top of that, Matanzas, was it Matanzas? No. Um, 
oh, it's going to drive me nuts. I can't remember his name. But he would sit up on a throne up above the uh, arena where they would all wrestle and he would just be sitting up there. This is sounding a lot like Lucha Underground. I bet. And again, I don't know, but I wonder if maybe Lucha Underground pulled some of these elements because this they... was such an underground thing that a lot of people probably don't remember it. Yeah, because you're you're telling me all this and I'm like, that's not, the belt. That sounds like Lucha Underground. You know, you're getting yeah. these people's keys, but they were getting medallions to put on this belt. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely it's definitely interesting. Uh, they also uh, kind of I don't know. We may talk about it later. I don't know if it's on here or not, but uh, I don't see it. So I'll go ahead and bring this up now. They actually made a kid's toy belt as well. They did. So when doing research for this, they actually had the belt in the commercial. Mm hmm. And what they did is they laid the belt out and they had the figures behind the belt. And I think they said something about getting keys for the belt and stuff like that. It came with four that were like a couple of them were actually characters that never were never on the show. Mm-hmm. So, so that spawned. I remember me and Chris Landis talked about it when he did the podcast a while back. It kind of spawned like, who is this red cyclone character? Like, you know, yeah. like who is this all American character? Because you see that you think it's a real character, but it's just one that they never actually put on the show. Mm-hmm. So next up we have Panther. This is actually one of my favorite, favorite guy. I think his name was Eric Betts, I believe. And he, oddly enough, he was actually, I believe he did some stunt work on power Rangers and stuff. Okay. And he is the figure that is, people are still not sure if it was ever actually released because I don't think there's, if there's very very few people that have it and if they do it's like they're not sure if it's custom because what happened is i believe he had a falling out with producers and filed a lawsuit due to an injury on the show and so he wasn't brought back for series excuse me for season two and so they think that there was some type of weird fallout where because he didn't come back for season two that they scrapped his figure but no one knows for sure yeah and again you know like this guy, Chris Landis, who did so much research on this book and like he's contacting people at Bandai and they don't even know, th- they don't even know this line. So it's, it's kind of like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is going on here? Um, next up, we have Red Dragon. This is, uh, this guy actually is the one that played Scorpion in Mortal Kombat. He has a karate school out in California. I believe it's called the Red Dragon Karate School, which is why he chose the name. Mm-hmm. Uh, he came with a big sword. I do remember that. Um, and of course, his dragon key. I always thought this guy was super cool. He had this like solid red suit. I was like, that, that's just freaking awesome. So who were the bad guys and who were the good guys? So interestingly enough, the bad guys were not really ever made into figures. Oh. So they had a a guy that came on in season two named Tracer. Mm-hmm. And he recruited a couple of other guys. They formed this like evil group, apparently. Okay. Jiqui- They're called Jaquito. That was their name, if I okay. remember right. And none of them had figures. And apparently that guy Tracer wasn't a martial artist. He was an actor. Because mm-hmm. they 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 realized they were having these guys do like scenes backstage, like they were training and talking for their fights, and they just weren't going well. So they brought in an actor who was like did some stunts i think I, he may have had some martial arts training but he was not primarily an actor he was a or not primarily a martial artist he was an actor and um around the time if i remember right they had this big like reveal at the end of season two of like 
you know, their big plan to take over the WMAC council, I believe is what they called it. Then the show got canceled and it never came to fruition. So there's a guy named Warlock and then a guy named Tracer who were the two main bad guys and they never got figures, which is unfortunate. Ah, Jaquito. Jaquito, yes. Yeah, it's the low carb of uh, WMAC. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm I'm sorry to everybody that had to hear that joke. I'm sorry. (laughs) I apologize. We have... uh, Star Warrior next. This guy is actually the real life brother, excuse me, real life brother of the next guy we're going to talk about, Superstar. I believe he was he was Chinese. I think they were. I can't remember the name of their style. I remember it at one point. It'll, it'll come back to me. But very very good martial artist. Um, he wasn't featured as much as his brother Superstar, who I said he's actually. If you play like Mortal Kombat two and three, this is mm-hmm. the guy that they. Well, he was Liu Kang. Okay. If you look at him, you can you can totally tell. Uh, he didn't play him in the movie, but he played him in the video games. Amazing martial artist. Uh, they're both for, I think, Hosong Pak in, is his name. I believe that's his real name. Um, amazing martial artist. Um, really. And now this one is actually the superstar was my second figure. I bought about him and Olympus. And I just thought that they were super, super cool. Uh, Tiger Claw. I always thought he was cool because of the tiger stripe pants. He was uh, Johnny Lee Smith, I believe was his name. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe he was a Kempo guy, maybe. I'm not 100% sure his style. Uh, Tsunami, another uh, Chinese guy. Um, super, super good, like super good acrobatic guy. He was able to do like standing backflips and all kinds of stuff, which was cool. Huh. And Turbo was the last guy who was kind of, you know, he wore the leather jacket, almost like a motorcycle type character, motorcycle guy type character. And... Um, so what's funny about these is Turbo, Tsunami, Star Warrior, and Panther were all the Series 2 characters, which I never actually saw. Okay. And then they made a few playsets, as you can see here. They made the uh, the arena playset with the cage, Ghost Town, the Mayan Temple, and the Stone Forest, which were all like fighting areas. Like So that what would happen on the show is the guys would enter the arena and they would say, you're going to be fighting in the Mayan Forest. And they go back through the doors. And then they're in like the Mayan forest doing their fight, which was kind of weird, but it was kind of fun to see all the different areas where they may be in ghost towns. They made a few play sets as well, but the arena had like this big platform that they would fight on. It had the throne for the guy. He didn't set in it. He would stand in it. And then it had the big cage that would come down for like the big final battle, Uh which was always, which is always super cool. But yeah, it was, it was a fun line. It didn't last long. I do know they had they had talks of like video games and all this other stuff. And obviously they were going to do more figures, but the the show just didn't didn't really catch the audience that they wanted it to. So you picked some of these up back in the day, right? I had all of series one. So I had uh, initially I got Olympus and I had Superstar. Then I got Red Dragon and Machine. And then I remember being at a KB Toys and I found the arena playset, which I did not know existed. Uh-huh. did not know that was and i was like oh and it was already <laughs> clearanced because no one was buying these uh-huh. and that's the first time i saw the other characters listed on the back and i was like oh my god they made more and so i'm asking lady like do you have any more of these she's like no we don't have any more of those and i'm like oh no <laughs> so I, I never actually saw those those figures and that's why I, we still don't know if panther is legit or not but i had the arena and then i had the six figures played with them quite a bit it's again one of those lines when a line doesn't continue to me, that was always a fun thing about my wrestling figure fed is when I had new figures to put in to play with, right? To mm-hmm. start new feuds, start new things like that. And these were these were super fun. 
very similar to probably the ECW figures as far as like their scale and stuff. So wish they would have continued. Have you gone back and wanted to collect? I have. They are not cheap. Um, really? Some of them go for about 40, 50 bucks a figure. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, again, they I, I think because they were so under the radar that like they're not super easy to find. Okay. And I've never seen any of them in any resale shop ever that I've been to. And I, I have looked them up on eBay. A lot of them were, were, are real scuffed up or missing parts. So, and if you want to try to get a mint on card, you can almost forget about it, but I will look some up real quick to kind of see what we're looking at money wise. How many times did you see these on the shelves or at KB toys or at toys R us? So I first saw them at Walmart. Okay. So someone's selling the belt here on eBay for $287 or $297. Yes. In the box. Okay. The ghost town play sets 189. Here's someone selling the entire figure set. Looks like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine, four, 175. That's actually not terrible. No. I'm seeing if they have Panther because I've never seen Panther. That's what makes me believe um, that it's not a, that it never actually got released. So 35, 26, um, 25, 89, 20. Like you never know because they're just, they're kind of all over the board price wise. But right. The play sets look pretty cool. Like I like how it says Ghost Town in the back and, you know, Maya Temple and all that stuff. That's kind of cool. Oh yeah, they're they're definitely cool. It's it's um it's a it's a fun line. It just unfortunately, like I said, it just didn't last nearly as long as people as people wanted it to. Um right. I I remember so what did you ask me about getting these? When I first saw these, I was at Walmart, didn't know they were coming out, didn't know they existed. I had to buy two because I was like, these are just amazing. Mm-hmm. And that's when I bought Olympus and Superstar. So fun fact though, I don't know if you've seen this or not yet, but I actually commissioned a sculptor to make me a Hasbro Olympus figure, which I just got in from Jason Wolf not long ago. So he printed it and painted it up for me. So I now have a Hasbro scale Olympus. So nice. <laughs> will I be getting the other WMAC master figures? Yeah, good chance of it. <laughs> now that, it'll take a while. Cause that's kind of expensive to sculpt, to get one sculpted, but um, that'd be a kind of a fun thing to at least get the, I would at least like to get the, the 10 main guys, you know, so are you part of any WMAC master Facebook groups? Because we know there's a Facebook group for everything. You know, I'm not, but I, I bet you one exists. I need to look into oh, it. Oh, there has to be. There has I'm to sure be. I'm sure there is. Because there's Facebook group for everything, man. Like it, you think of it, there's a Facebook group for it. And I bet you there's one for this. You know what's funny though, is I was telling, I think I was talking to Hoker about this. I was like, you know, what's weird is I, I feel like, Facebook was my least favorite social media platform for a mm-hmm. long time. But when these groups started popping up, I realized like, man, those are great. Like if I could just delete all like, you know, coworkers and friends and <laughs> and family, then just not, not friends, but like, you know, people I don't necessarily want to interact with. Right. And just do the Facebook groups. That would be perfect. It's funny. You mentioned that the, I'm in a group text with some people and there's one guy who refuses to get Facebook because he doesn't want anybody finding him. He doesn't want any old high school classmates. He doesn't want any old coworkers yeah. finding him. And I said, you can fly under the radar and just join the groups. You don't have to post anything. You don't have to make a fake name. And I said, you can join all these groups that you want to join. And he's like, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I don't want to, I don't, I just don't want to. 
it's interesting now because when, when when social media first started, which you know we obviously did not have that for the first part of our lives, but it's become such a such a thing for almost everybody now. But like I also get that like wanting to be anonymous too, right? Like mm-hmm. not wanting to. To me, it's like it's one of those things when I start getting friend requests from you know, coworkers and people, it's not, it's not a knock on them personally. It's just like, okay. Like, you know, like let's keep this separate. You know what I mean? I, I don't know if it makes sense, but it, it, no, it makes complete sense. I totally get it. Like the other day I, I post, I post very rarely on Facebook when I posted something and got a comment from a guy. I'm like, who in the hell is this guy? <laughs> and we're friends. And I look him up. I'm like, this dude was a freaking fry cook at the Chili's I worked at back in like the late two thousands when I lived in Missouri and I'm like, yeah, delete it. And it's not like he said anything offensive, but it's just like, dude, we don't, we, we worked together for a few months back in like 2009. We don't need to be friends, Facebook friends, you know? And it just, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like I was talking to Bane about this. It's like, I almost feel like every three years you should be like, Hey, do you want to stay friends with this person? <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, like times have changed and we're like, eh, we don't really need this anymore. When was the last time you actually checked your friends list? I never checked my friends list. Like, Oh, never. Yeah. Never. Like I remember when I when I got signed by WWE, I got a flood of friend requests because people started talking about it. And it's one of those things, like my whole thing is like if someone's respectful and and is not like weird, I don't mm-hmm. mind accepting. But then it's like you end up with so many friends, it's like I don't know any of these people, you know, like right. it's that's where I feel like the following aspect of uh Instagram and Twitter is better. Mm-hmm. Because it's like you don't have to follow people. Like they, the, maybe they don't care what you have to say, so they don't need to follow you. You know. Yep. Yep. It's no. I don't know. It's interesting. Social media in itself is very, very interesting. Yeah, I'm glad we didn't have social media back in the 80s or 90s during the WWE, WWF and WCW days. Yeah. Oh my God! Like I'm, I'm watching this. Uh, Edge said it best: this uh, tribalism of AEW versus WWE. And oh my God! I just, I'm so thankful. I'm th- yeah. so thankful there wasn't social media back in the day. Well, it's kind of like uh, with anything that's, you know, there's always, there's Coke and Pepsi, there's DC and Marvel, you know, there's always like a rival. And it, it, to me, it's just, it's, it's usually just such just crap, you know, like DC and Marvel is a good one where they're like, as soon as a DC movies announced, all the Marvel people are like, Oh, this is going to be crap. It's going <laughs> to suck. And it's just like, who cares? You know, like <laughs> don't watch it if you don't like it. Like, leave people alone i don't know i just that stuff always just annoys me (laughs) so jeff this is an interesting turn of events here i i put put up a poll on the tb toycast uh x twitter whatever page it is the the twitter x or the x twitter Twitter. um to determine our next episode because it's going to be a wrestling episode next week we had a three-way tie (laughs) oh that's what i put up on the poll was uh, Jack's Bone Crunching Action Series Two, Masters of the WWE Universe Series One, okay, WCW Bendems, and just kind of as a curveball, Ring of Honor Series One from Figures Toy Company, okay. Jack's BCA Masters of the WWE Universe and WCW Bendems each three way tied, okay. So I was like, well, dang, okay, I did not expect that. So. Here's what I think. I will let you choose of those three. Which one would you like to cover next week? Well, actually, I have an idea. Oh, boy. All right. Here's what we'll do. I will write them down on a sticky note. 
Oh, very nice. And I am wearing a hat. I will throw it into the hat and whatever the Godfather's hat spits oh, out, nice. spits out, we will talk about. So that was, uh, I'll just write down BCA. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll WWE Masters. All right. And the third one was uh, WCW Bendums. WCW Bendums. All right. This is live on the air. And this is actually, can we just toss BCAs? Can I just throw that one? <laughs> we must talk about it. <laughs> the Ultimate Warriors in that line. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. So I will fold this up. I'll go while you do that. I'll go ahead and mention this. We also, I also did another poll for the following week where I, I threw in four very random topics, which okay. included uh, Play Doh, the R Zone from Tiger Electronics. I don't know if you remember that debacle, but it was, it was quite a thing. Uh, the Light Bright and Hungry Hungry Hippos. Oh, I loved Hungry Hungry Hippos and Light Bright. I'll, I'll be honest. The one that won was shocking as, as hell to me. Light Bright won. Yes, uh, right. hungry, hungry hippos and Play-Doh both tied, but our zone didn't get a lot of love, unfortunately. But yeah, uh, Light Bright will be after whatever the wrestling episode is, which I was like, that's interesting because I remember playing Light Bright at like a friend's house, but mm-hmm. I have very few memories of it other than I remember that commercial, like all like always seeing that commercial. You said Light Bright one. It did. I'll save my stories for that. I have a lot of fun stories with Light Bright, so. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, so I have shuffled this up. You can hear me shuffling. The old shuffling. I like it. The old shuffles. All right. Okay. Please don't let it be BCA. Please. I have, I have a thirty-third and a third chance of picking BCA, which if I would have removed it, would have given Kurt Angle an eight percent chance. (laughs) And Samoa Joe's not even gonna try. But if you look at Samoa Joe, you know that he doesn't have a chance. No, I'm just joking. I'm all a right. genetic freak. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. So I have picked it and it is WCW Bendham. So I'll show it to the camera, right? Once you get it, to, just trust me. It does say it. I believe you. So WCW Bendham's. Um, so me and Daniel Cross went down a little bit of a rabbit hole with these. Cause I didn't know this until Travis pointed something out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, we know obviously WWF Bendoms, right? Most people remember the Bendoms from Just Toys. Well, back in the early 90s, I can think 90, 91 even, WCW had Just Toys Bendoms, but they were different scale. They were real tall and kind of lanky looking. Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out Just Toys did Bendom lines for X Men, Star Wars, Battletoads. Um, oh, tons of properties. And Daniel, me and Daniel Cross were looking him up, just t- doing Rumble Wheel, and I was like, I had no idea they did all these bendums. Like, I, I didn't either. It's kind of crazy to think that you could have had all these different characters as as bendies, you know? Which mm-hmm. were kind of like I remember, like I, as I looked through them, like I remember seeing all these, but I had no idea they were all from the same company. So very interesting. But yeah, the WCW bendums. Did you have any of these? Didn't back then. I have one now, and it's a. Is it a Sting or a Luger? It's somewhere loose in one of my many, many of piles, you know? Yeah, they. it was mostly, I think, the same guys from the Gloob first wave. Mm-hmm. They may have had El Gigante, though. I believe he was also in there. Um, but I remember having a few of these guys. I thought they were awesome. They were not the best figures, but at the time, it was like, these are great. <laughs> yeah, because we wanted more WCW stuff. You know, we wanted... 
we wanted more galoobs. We wanted more. Yep. And of course we know that the galoobs didn't do well out here, but at the same time, like we wanted more, you know, it was mm-hmm. part of that wrestling figure love that we had. And it was just, okay, cool. We've got Hasbro's can't wait for the next series of Hasbro's cool. We've got galoobs. We can't wait for the next series of galoobs. Give us more. We we're craving yeah. it. Yeah, I think that's what makes a line always do better is when you start to get more of it. You know, I think that's when it starts. To me, Galoobs would have been better if they had had a second wave, a third wave, so on. I mean, I know we had the UK ones, but like here in here in America, like imagine, you know, if we got a big Van Vader or Cactus Jack or, you know, Stunning Steve, you know, mm-hmm. all those characters. Obviously, like Jason Wolf's making a lot of those now, but at the time, like it, that was it was the line was dead, so it kind of, you know, I think fell out of favor with a lot of us for that reason yeah so uh yeah we got a couple of cool episodes coming up we've got wcw bendums from just toys which will be very very interesting to discuss and then the light bright that's a weird one but i I think sometimes these uh these random ones are fun right like it's it's so weird to almost prepare for that because it's like okay i played a light bright once in my whole life but (laughs) it, it wasn't even really a game you just made pictures right yep I'm, you know what? When we do light bright, I'm gonna play the light bright theme before we get into the segment. Oh, dude, yes. That I mean, but that's what sold those toys back in the day. Oh, dude, I love the theme for it. Um, they were fun to me, and I'll, I, I'll save it. I'll save it for the show. But I had a lot of fun with those, and I'll, I'll kind of get into that when we discuss it in a couple, a couple episodes. I think it'll be fun. Um, so yeah, stay tuned for the next couple of weeks. Got some good stuff coming up. I have a special interview coming up. I don't want to announce it just yet in case it falls through, but. Hopefully that'll be up in a, in a few weeks as well. Should be a fun one. Uh, yeah. Someone who's in the toy industry. He better not back out. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Should be fun. Um, check out uh, Fully Posable, man. I, like I mentioned before, the new interview with you guys did with Brian Myers and Michael Canick for you know the major bendies and the big rubber guys. Super fun episode. Um, hope you guys enjoy that. Check that out um, if you if you haven't. Um, we wa- I watched the YouTube link, and me and you were kind of discussing that. And I guess we could kind of make this an open forum. Like, I never – I've always looked at these as podcasts. We don't need to put them on YouTube. But mm-hmm. apparently that's a big thing now. People are liking YouTube podcasts. Mm-hmm. What I mean, me and you, I think, are kind of in, in agreement. I don't know if it's totally necessary, but I'm curious what the listeners think. So should this be a YouTube thing? You know, is this something I need to do? I don't know. Let, me, let us know. Well, the thing is, is that if you're talking about something visual – you might want to go over to YouTube, but podcasts are meant to be listened to, not watched. Yeah. And I, I can't say that. I can't say you can't do that. That's how dare you. But, right. you know, when you listen, you're at the gym, you're not watching a podcast. You're listening to a podcast. Right. When you're when you're driving, you're not. Of course, I know people that watch Netflix while they drive, but that's a whole. Please different... don't do that. <laughs> uh anyways no i don't do that i don't i know i, just, I know i know i but... just know people that do that Ugh, but anyways scary oh god tell me about it anyways <laughs> but um i know people that watch stuff on youtube while they drive and i'm like that's not supposed to happen you're supposed to listen while you drive you know you don't if you're stuck in traffic you want to listen to what the people are saying you know stuff yeah, like that you exactly. don't want to you don't want to watch it but anyways it's different. I, I know um, a lot of the, you know, bigger ones do the videos and stuff. That's never really something I've thought about diving into. It's not mm-hmm. necessarily something we don't, we, we can do, I guess, but it's just, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's necessary. So 
yeah well we'll we'll see but let us know what you think um probably won't be anytime soon but we'll probably definitely stick with the audio i think it's probably the easiest version of this to do and i and i enjoy doing it um yep but yeah, thank you guys for checking out TV Toycast. Make sure to check out, like I said, Fully Posable. Check out Steve Hoker's Starman Podcasting uh, Buddies shirt store. Got a lot of fun, fun, fun zingers on there. Probably some you may understand, some you may not. <laughs> you gotta, <laughs> what... you gotta support charity. You gotta exactly. support this. You gotta support this girl charity. <laughs> yes, definitely. Uh, thank you guys. Check out the Saturday Morning Rumble Wheel with me and Daniel Cross. All the good stuff. Uh, all of our podcasting buddies, check them out as well. And that is all we got. So we will see you in the toy aisle.